your personal brand and your ability to speak in public and be recognized as a public speaker boils down to two things. A, how long you do it. B, how frequently you do it. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast, and my guest today is World Toastmasters Championship 2014, and my guest is DH. DH, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast Show. Absolute pleasure, Bernard. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure I treasure. <laughs> That's a good one. Great. DH, I, I want us to delve a little bit into your background, how you got into public speaking. Could you to tell us a little bit about who Daninja is, your background, how you got into public speaking, and all your, your story? All right. Well, I think in a very succinct manner how I got into public speaking is exactly how I've portrayed it in my world championship speech, I see something. It happened all by accident. Actually, when I was in school, I was never into uh, debating or theater or any sort of speaking or drama or something that will actually put me in front of the stage. Uh, my introduction to public speaking happened in my adult life, in my young adult life, somewhere around 19, 20. That's when I actually ventured into Toastmasters. And how it actually happened is I was very much a troubled kid. And my dad was really worried about where my future was heading. Fortunately, my dad had a friend who was a Toastmaster. And he had recommended to my dad to send me to a club. And that's when uh, I walked into my first Toastmasters meeting. And as soon as I went in through that door, I really found a group of people that were genuinely interested in my development. And that was the turning point in my life. And that's how I got into Toastmasters. So dad was thinking he was trying to prevent you from maybe disturbing him, led to discovery of new talent within you. Yeah, you know, I, I actually think it, 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 I think everybody has a certain degree of a talent to communicate. What you really need is the confidence to bring that talent out. Fortunately for me, in my schooling career, I've always been a sportsman. I did a lot of sports and that helped me build that confidence. And it was very easy uh, for me to transfer that confidence onto the public speaking stage. A very good example is that I was a competitive dancer, ballroom dancer, before I actually became a speaker. And that allowed me to really be comfortable on stage. So I, I think to a certain degree, I had as much talent as anybody else. But what really mattered was the confidence to tap into that talent. And that's, that's the difference. Today's kids, we have a lot of talented kids around and who are here to be exposed to the public arena to explore their giftings and talents. And so would you say in line with it that one of the things that is hampering their growth or exposure is lack of confidence in themselves? 100%. And I think having that confidence, building that confidence is the number one priority. A lot of parents actually approach me and ask me, Dan, you know, can you... 
coach my kid to become a public speaker and i'm I, the, the, the answer i tell them is you know you don't need to start public speaking at a very young age what you need to do in your school going career or in your in, as a kid is actually to get involved in activities that build your confidence that's the key and once you have that confidence build as a kid you could transfer that confidence into public speaking in your adult life so, so quickly, what are some of the things that parents now can do to help nurture that confidence in their kids and not to go into writing, into public speaking, but what are some of the little things that they can do to build up their company as a kid growing up? I think, I, I think number one, it has to be getting your kids involved in sports. I think sports goes a long way to building not only confidence, but also, but also character. That's, that's the most important thing. Number two is positive reinforcement. And I think having an environment where kids are positively reinforced goes a long way in building their confidence. So, um, you know, giving praise to your child, uh, you know, making sure that your child feels comfortable, uh, making sure that he or she is not unduly compared to other people. Uh, this allows the kid to build self-esteem and self-esteem is part of self-confidence. So get involved in a lot of sports activities and number two, get your kids involved in a, uh, put them in a positively reinforcing environment and that's what we should have. That, that just led me to this. We are in the era of social media and we have celebrity status, we have kids becoming celebrities over the years and uh, one one will be forced to compare him or herself or his kid to one of these young celebrities, therefore posing himself in a wrong manner or perspective, not seeing himself in the right image. What what advice would you give to kids or young youngsters in such category? Because social media is promoting a lot of things, and we all have the media, and I'm forced to behave in a certain context to be accepted. What do I need to do? I think you need to show your kids the full picture. Uh, a lot of child superstars, we only see 5% of their picture. Uh, for example, how many child stars and child superstars fizzled out? How many, how many great, uh, talented child superstars have very short career spans? I mean, five years, six years, they're forgotten. Now, that's the part where parents need to show their kids. What you see on TV is just a moment in someone's career, a child star's career. But what you need to figure out is show kids is what happens after they fizzle out. So you need to be able to show kids the full picture. How Not only the fact that they're child stars and so on and so forth, but actually at one point in time, these careers are gone. They, 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 they disappear because they're not founded on solid talent. Today, child stars are made. They don't actually come from talent. You don't need talent to be a superstar, but you need talent to be a leader. And public speaking is all about leadership. So what you need to focus your child to become is not a superstar. Because today, if you have money and the right marketing and the right team behind you, you can be a superstar. You don't need a talent. But what you need to help your children focus is on leadership, becoming leaders that can sustain their performance throughout a longer period of time. So directing, as much as they get exposed to child superstars, also direct them to stories of leaders 
uh, around the world that have done massive differences to people and giving them that balanced perspective is what is important. <clears throat> this is well said. Well, point well driven home. Now let, let's look at the, the subject of public speaking and personal branding. Uh, we we'll, we'll tips from um, sure. Zoom now. Let's look about 10 tips. Ask questions uh, fly in here and there. So what's the first starting point of becoming a public speaker? The first starting point of becoming a public speaker is knowing speech craft. Now, every trade in the world, every profession in the world has a trade craft. If you're a doctor, if you're a surgeon, there is methods, ways, techniques that really help you do your job efficiently. And this is called trade craft. For a speaker, it's called speech craft. You have to know how to structure what you want to say so that people can understand it, people can remember it, people can recall it, and then you need to know the techniques behind how you deliver what you want to say. So you need to start there and you need to master your speech craft. So the first thing is to master your speech craft. Uh, one may ask, I've never spoken before, I don't know uh, what is, what, what should I do? How do I begin? Uh, just being called to MC an event or a gathering, or just how do I begin to handle this? If you haven't actually spoken before in your life, in front of an audience, you should not be taking up an engagement to MC an event. Mm. That's number one. Number one is understanding the challenge you you need to pick. You can't win the big battles immediately. So what you need to do is start smaller, way smaller and start speaking to a group that you feel comfortable with. And this is the ethos of Toastmasters International. Toastmasters provide you with a small group of people that you will feel comfortable with and get you to start speaking from there. And that is where you build your speech from. So to answer your question, if you haven't spoken before and suddenly you are thrust onto uh, a stage where you have to uh, either MC or deliver a speech. Here, you have to reach out to professional help and get mentored and coached. That is the only way you can pull that off. Right, right. So what, what would be the next thing? Next tip from you? Number two, after you master your speech craft, it's about doing it constantly and consistently. In public speaking, uh, Craig Valentine, 1999 world champion, always says this. In public speaking, you don't have time to get ready. You have to stay ready. That's the difference. You don't have time to get ready. You got to stay ready. Now, stay ready means you got to find a way to speak at least once a week to some group or audience. Even for me, Bernard, if I don't speak for about three months, and if I have to get in front of 2,000, 3,000 people, I feel nervous because I haven't done it for three months. So public speaking, the second tip is once you master your craft, do it constantly and consistently to stay ready. That is the second so tip. Do it consistently, constantly and stay ready. So you should be always be prepared for delivering speeches every now and then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so let's move to the next, next step. So after you've clocked in the hours and you've got a consistent uh, speaking engagement and you're speaking all the time, number three is now figure out 
what do you want to speak about now there are two types of speakers in the world number one first type of speakers talk about everything and anything now this is good but after a while you become a generalist this means you don't have a specialization you don't have a niche that you are considered a master in so you hit a glass ceiling speakers that really bring in big money uh, top value are speakers who have marked out a particular area and they speak about only that area for example if you take a look at rory wayden talks about self discipline uh if you look at robin sharma talks about leaders without title if you talk about you know tony robbins talk about peak performance so the third step is now figure out what do you want to be recognized in what is your niche and what do you want to be considered a master of that's your third step i really love this point i think this this person is one of the things i i i tell folks that uh, as a speaker you have your area of expertise not to speak on every subject in fact you have the charisma to talk or speak that should be a field that you master that you can do so well at and i think you really uh, set it well on this point absolutely yeah, okay so our, our fourth step our strategy so step number four is after you've mastered the area you want to become an expert in make this area your life you got to breathe it you got to eat it you got to wake up to it and you now start to build your own body of knowledge so you got to research you got to write your own articles you got to do your own research and now start owning that area so you got to go from borrowing content to creating content you got to go from a person who reproduces content to a person who brings original content now you can only do this is you be if you make that field your study so you got to make it your study you got to study that area do your own original research and now start think, start to become a producer of content and that's your step number 4 you need to move from just copying or rehearsing content to creating your own content yeah. what are some of the ways or we can start mastering amassing content for our speeches well what you need to do is you need to conduct a lot of your own research that's what you need to do you need to conduct your own case studies you need to conduct your own research you need to really undertake your own study so this is something that you need to do on your own it could be from conducting a survey and looking at the finding it can be you proving a hypothesis about something it could be even that it could even be you coming up with your own model uh, of leadership it can be your own model of self development your own model of corporate communication it's about producing uh, that content so how do you produce content you got to have an input to it and input comes from a research the insight and number 3 is about understanding the fundamentals of a particular area and rearranging it until you find something novel and these are the three things that you can do okay wonderful let's go to the fourth the fifth thing or step strategy 
So now the fifth thing is by by this stage, by this point, you would be now starting to gain momentum in the industry. People would know your name. Now people would actually uh, recognize you for a particular area, and you would have now been con- getting to be considered as an expert. Now the whole game becomes a matter of content, and content is a content war, <laughs> if I could say. So now is the point where you start writing books. You start putting research articles out into publications. You start doing, uh, you know, uh, you know, online blogs. Uh, you start doing, uh, you know, key interviews. And this is where you start producing content on a daily basis. And now you start putting that content out on a consistent daily basis to your followers and membership. And that's step number five. So step number six. Uh, so step number six, the final step in, in this whole process, is, is is about now securing your market position. So this now becomes your network. You got to have your booking agents, you got to have your publishers, you got to have your conference contacts, and have teams around the world that book you on conference circuits. They will call you. They will say, "Look, there is a conference here in November." Uh, you know, you will say, you know, they'll give you a cal- calendar, and now you start using that network to get booked consistently on international tours, on international conferences, and so on and so forth. So now it's about fostering that network and making sure different teams and different booking agents around the world book you on the conferences that matter. Now the question that's pouring in is this: What does it take to become a world-speaking champion like yourself? Well, I think there are two type of world champions that are there. Number one, there are plenty of world champions out there. There actually there are close to about seventy seventy odd world champions. Out of the seventy world champions in the ninety-year history of Toastmasters. You, me, and everybody else will recall maybe about five people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because you can be a world champion for a seven-minute speech. That's it. And you will, you might never be able to reproduce something like that again. People who are remembered are people who can constantly produce world championship speeches and experiences. Every day. So, if you want to be one of those champions, you got to go through a tremendous learning cycle, which involves a tremendous amount of sacrifice. I've dedicated ten years of my life to win this world championship of public speaking. I've competed ten years in a row. I've lost nine years in a row, and I've won once. I've invested massive amounts of money. I've invested massive amounts of time for getting myself coached, and when I look back, it's not the victory that I feel is my true gain out of this experience. My victory is the ten years of learning that I underwent, which is now giving me enough fuel to produce world-class speeches everywhere I go. Invest a lot of time and, and sacrifice into these things. Hundred percent. Today, Bernard, we live in a world where people want quick fixes. So, you know, people want to become the world champion in a year, in a month, in six months. 
you could very well be that. You could very well win the trophy. I'm not saying you can't. But what happens afterwards is if somebody calls you to a conference and say, look, buddy, why don't you do a 20-minute keynote? Now you're stuck because you don't have enough rigor. You don't have enough experience. You don't have enough learning. You don't have enough depth to reproduce it. So you become a champion by accident, not a champion by experience. If, if a speaker prepares for 10-minute speech and he gets there and they give you like five minutes, what do you do? I see that example happening most of the time and speakers also want to exceed their time limit. What, what is your best advice to uh, speakers My in that range? Uh, pick one story you want to tell. That's the key. Uh, if you have three stories and that takes you 20 minutes and suddenly they say you got only five minutes, you have to be able to just pick the one story you want to tell and then drive the message across. Oh. But another question one want to ask is what what qualifies one to become a public speaker? Is it those who, who have a background in communication studies and all that? Or who who can become a, a great public speaker? A great public speaker is someone who <clears throat> has a wealth of knowledge to share. That's the key. See, public speaking is a medium. You need to have a message that you want to share. That's the key. So, you could be a great public speaker, then that becomes a problem. Now, if you want to become a paid public speaker, mm-hmm. you have to have credibility in a certain area. Example, you can be an HR professional, you can be an accountant, you can be a finance professional. That's your domain. That's your area of expertise. And you use public speaking skills to communicate your learnings in that domain. So if you want to be a paid public speaker, not only do you have to know speech craft, but you have to be an expert in a domain. I think I think this leads to my my next question, which might be maybe you might even have answered it. And it is like, how do one be, become uh, or get more gigs or earn more as a public speaker, and to also position his or her brand? So how do you get more gigs? How to get more paid, highly paid as a speaker, and also position yourself as a brand? If you want to get highly paid gigs, you have to be an expert in an area. Simple as that. You got to have the necessary uh, accreditation, you got to have the necessary qualification, you got to have the necessary research that you've done, uh, and you have to be an expert in an area. That's the only way you will become a highly paid public speaker. Right on. I think we'll, we'll, we'll end with this last few questions that that's coming. This, this question keeps bothering a lot of people they, as they keep on asking that, that what is you, your personal secret to becoming uh, stage fright? What do you do? Do you always have that feeling before speeches? And what do you do to overcome that? Of course. Uh, for example, uh, let me ask you, let me answer that question with a question, Bernard. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you rode a bicycle? Uh, bicycle, I think it's about a couple of months ago. <laughs> Couple of months. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, so you haven't ridden a bicycle for over two months, correct? Yeah, right. Yeah. 
if I give you a bicycle to ride now, right? Mm-hmm. A different type of bicycle that you haven't ridden before. Will you be nervous? Yes or no? <laughs> as much as I've, I've, I have uh, rode a bicycle before, I'll still be nervous riding this new type of bicycle. Yeah. Absolutely. Now that's it. See, stage fright is the same thing. If you don't do it consistently and constantly, you will always have stage fright. I would have stage fright if I didn't speak for over four months. So stage fright is not something that you can get over, but it's something that you can manage. And you manage stage fright by doing public speaking constantly. That's the only way to resolve that, to do it constantly, consistently on that, to overcome that. Absolutely. Great. Uh, this is how far time can bring us. We have a lot of questions pouring in, but because of your time and my time and our schedules, we just need to bring the cuttings down to a close. But I always ask, what would be your billion-dollar advice on public speaking and branding to the world? My billion dollar advice is don't be in a hurry. People in public speak big and they go out as equally as fast. If you look at some of the best speakers in the world, these are speakers that have built a career over decades. And the highest earning public speakers have about 10 20 years of experience and that's what really counts. So my advice is from personal branding to public speaking, a brand needs time. From Coca-Cola to Pepsi to Adidas to Nike, why we remember them. As much as it is for their innovative advertising, it's because they've been there for a long time. So your personal brand and your ability to speak in public and be recognized as a public speaker boils down to two things. A, how long you do it. B, how frequently you do it. How long and how frequent and don't be in a hurry. I like that part. Don't be in a hurry. It takes time to develop great uh, public speaking skills and great brands. Absolutely. Great. Thanks you Thank you so much for your time. DH, how can one connect with you, maybe for bookings, for speaking, for your events? Where can we find all details about what DH is doing? Well, and you could definitely go visit my website. That's www.icsomethinginyou.com. And that's the title of my speech. Uh, if you just Google my name, you will go to my website. I'm also on Facebook, and my email address is Info, that's I-N-F-O at D-A-N-J-H dot com. All right, so at this time, I want to recommend my latest book, Reputation Management, 99 Ways to Build and Boost Your Brand Visibility. So check it on Amazon.com today. Visit Amazon.com slash author slash Bennett Kelvin. The book is Reputation Management, 99 Ways to Build and Boost Your Brand Visibility. The best is yours. <laughs>